Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are again talking about our mastery in this quantum conversation and how we can fully step into our personal sovereignty, feel empowered by looking at the incredible opportunities to create the new, to literally usher in new earth as we are watching the old realm falling away. My guest today is a new paradigm thinker and a change maker. She is fascinating as a researcher. She has done some exquisite films that we'll talk about, and she is here with us today to talk about how we can live beyond the boundaries of our reality matrix and how we can really enter into this new era, this dimension of self-reliance, self-empowerment, and opportunity. Sonia Barrett is a cutting-edge expert and the author of The Holographic Canvas, The Fusing of Mind and Matter, and we're going to talk about her latest film as well. Sonia, welcome to Quantum Conversations. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's definitely an honor. Very excited to be here. Yes, well, I just love the work you've done in film. And the one that you did recently on medicine is being sent around the spiritual circles on a viral level. And this is all about health, an inside job, an outside business. That is the book, but you have a film too, The Business of Disease. When you go and you make your films and your, your books, what inspires you? Uh, well, you know, each thing is, is based on the moment and, uh, you know, where I am in that moment. So, uh, for example, with this film, uh, this was really, this was born out of an observation of mine and it had to do with uh, an article I wrote called The Marketing of Breast Cancer, The Pink Ribbon Agenda. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it was in the month of October, which I, I really wasn't aware of the fact that uh, it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, 
and just just real briefly, I just am giving you a little bit of background. So with that, I for me personally, I kind of got tired of feeling like I was it was being marketed to me every time I went to the store and do you want to donate? Uh, so I was coming from that place of wondering what this was doing to our, our all of our minds and how we were now taking in um, uh, this idea and that it was becoming like the common cold or, or whatever. I, I was just curious as to how we were interpreting this as a, as a society. Uh, and so that's basically what happened. That's, that's how this film was, was born. It was born out of that article that I wrote, which can be found on the website as well, thebusinessofdisease.com. Um, okay. So beyond that, or prior to that, um, I wrote a book called The Holographic Canvas, A Fusing of Mind and Matter, and this is actually the 10-year anniversary of that book. Um, Congratulations. But, thanks, thanks. So there's a 10-year um, a anniversary edition being done, which is a hardcover edition because um, the book really, uh, it, it's done so well and, and people really just love it. And I had no idea that was going to happen when I wrote it. Uh, the book was born out of my search, my 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 ten year seclusion, my ten year process, starting in 1992 on my own. Um, very curious about what life was, what was this thing we call life, and that was after um, I had just left my marriage and was going to getting ready to go through a divorce. Uh, and I was just wondering, you know, what was this thing that I lived for 14 years? What did what did this all mean? What what is life? What is this idea that we call life? And that's really where it started. Um, and, uh, I, you know, back then I didn't know anything about meditating or any of that. So these were these were things that on my own I learned to do in the privacy of my on my own. Uh, and so I grew um just basically out of nowhere on my own, simply out of desire, uh, a desire to understand, a desire to know, and also a realization within me that I, I felt that we all had access to um, all kinds of information. And I just needed to somehow uh, break through the ceiling of my uh, of this reality of this this idea of reality that uh, I had been living or that we've we we are all we all seem to be living so that was um how that came about and all the things that I suddenly became uh, aware of and open to uh seeing behind the veil so to speak um the science things that you know quantum physics things that I had no knowledge of and no exposure to how that all unfolded and understanding that that was incredible and unfolded. And the, the book eventually was born. I, I didn't set out to write a book. I wrote. And as I wrote, I started to realize, oh, this looks like it could be a book. And then things started to change and shift and, you know, get shaped. Uh, and ultimately, many, many years later, this book um, was was born. So that's how that came about. Well, what I love the most with that story, Sonia, is that it was something that you did on your own, with your own volition, out of your own desire, something within you. You just knew this was the right path. And so you followed the questions. You followed the curiosity 
and it really helped you to burst through that ceiling of reality, as you called it. You have done quite an accomplished set of work here with the documentaries, speaking at conferences, being in documentaries, and writing your books. This has really shown the world how you personally got outside of the boundaries of your reality matrix. So can you share a little bit more about what you do to identify the boundaries of your matrix and then what we can do to really create the new, especially in this world of great change all around us. You know, some people are polarized and focused on the negative or the polarity, but really it is time for seedlings to grow, to be nurtured, and fully blossom. So can you share some steps or ways that you, you've done that yourself in this process? Uh, well, let's see. For I, I always... I always like to say this to all audiences. I think that sometimes we expect um, a more com- complicated, more complex uh, answer. But I say that the beginning of change or awakening is to be take an honest observation of one's life, of one's belief system, of one's fears, the things that are very prominent uh, in your face, the, the limitations around you, the things that um, you say that you want to do, but you don't do them and you give yourself reasons why you can't move forward. Uh, I think it, it, it really comes down to taking this honest assessment, not a judgment, but uh, an assessment or a truthful look at one's life and um, the choices that we've made not to to quantify, not to make it whether it's be, it's a good or bad thing, but to look at it. I, I don't think that we can make change with our lives, make changes or move outside of our boundaries until we are ready to face what life really is for us. So I don't think it's about hiding. So that to me is where it all begins is step stepping back and looking and going, okay, you know, am I, am I happy in my life? Now we're not talking about the external stuff. We're not talking about Trump. We're not talking about any of that. Me personally, what is my life made of? You know, what is my life made of? How is this designed? Uh, you know, how can I change anything in my space? You know, I think you have to go there as opposed to immediately jumping externally because that is a, in, an incredible distraction. Yes, we know what's going on out there. And we're not trying to be, as they say, Pollyannish about the whole thing or uh, rose-colored glasses as they looking through rose-colored glasses. But um, I think that we have to realize that we have more control over our lives and more power uh, over our lives than uh, for some people may realize. And because of that, because of that, because we are the magician who waves his or her wand without realizing what is being created, we can end up um, pulling certain situations, certain experiences towards us or into our life or certain people then into our space without realizing that, you know, you have been instrumental in, you know, bringing this, this, 
this kind of uh, experience into your space. So I don't think it's a blame thing. You're not blaming yourself. You're not blaming anybody, but you are observing. And I think it, it, it definitely has to start with that kind of observation. Right now, the things that we're looking at, the experiences that we're dealing with, especially in the political arena, what I see this as is an opportunity. And I see that there are people who aren't even speaking on this kind of conscious level, also in their own way, like activists recognizing in a way that it's an opportunity. On their level, the opportunity that they see is that more people are becoming aware and, and alert and more engaged and more concerned um, about uh, politics and government and how things are really working, how things are run. Um, on the other level, I see it as uh, an, a time of um, empowerment, uh, self-awareness, and self-resilience. It's an opportunity to really engage in those three, is to find out where your power, where you've invested your power, because that's what it is. We invest everything in our reality exists because it's plugged into us no differently than you plug a uh, plug in a socket in the wall. You power up your entire reality and your entire space. So no matter what it is that is going on in that particular arena, you have to come back to yourself and see how you are shaping your reality, what your fears are, because those fears will certainly be the instrument um, that allows you to engage in, in what is being um, produced or projected today. And so you then you feel affected by um, all of the, the madness that's out there, but you don't realize that you created some sort of uh, resonance to bring it into your space. This is a common issue, a common fear that pops up. When we go to dream our biggest dream, fear comes up. And so now you're saying that that is the instrument that really does hold us back and keep us from creating. So how can we move beyond that fear? We have to dive into it. What I find is that people... A lot of times when, when people are feeling a fear, it becomes topical. They don't really dive into it to see what is actually there. What they find is a topical value of, you know, oh, I'm worried about this. Okay, well, let's take that apart. Well, what is what does that mean for you when you say you're worried about something? Well, I think that this is going to, you know, I'm worried that this is going to happen. Okay, let's take that apart even more. What is it that is happening in your current reality in this moment to uh, to give any indication that that might be a possibility? You have to take it apart uh, all the way to the point where you find out that all you have is speculations. There is no truth, no truth in this now to your fear. You're speculating. And most of what we do is to speculate because the only thing that we know of that is true, that we can really attest to, to, to at this moment, is this moment. That's the only thing that we have is what's happening right now. Everything else is speculative. And so we, we, because we tend to live in the future or live in the past, we are very seldom right here, right now. And if we could just stay right here, 
with with what's happening right now okay that's all that's happening right now is is what's happening right now instead of speculating about things that have not happened and might not happen however you may work yourself into a situation of bringing it in, of somehow getting it to happen because you've been busy constructing that reality. And then once it happens, then people go, oh, yeah, well, I kind of knew it. I was That's what I was afraid of. No, you've been building it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you've been building it, you know, like a little architect there, you know, an engineer, a construction crew. You've been you've been designing it and shaping it and waiting for it to happen so that you could say, see, I told you. So it's it's it, this is what I find for myself. What what really ended up working for me um and works for me is if I have something that I think I'm dealing with, and I use the word think, think that I'm dealing with, I always have to come back to, okay, Sonia, and this is how I talk to myself. I go, Sonia, let's just stay right here right now. Is it happening right now? No, it's not. Let's just be here right now. And then just roll, let's just roll into the next moment of right now. Um, without the speculation. And it works for me. (laughs) I, I, I'm less stressed I, I, and a lot of times that just doesn't even come up. A solution comes up because I allowed myself to be right here. And I allow that part of me that can see around the corner that has 360 degree uh, view to, I trust that part of me to, um, to create solutions and to, uh, and to, and to show me where to step, where do I, where do I put my, my feet? But if I am so busy being external and everywhere, but right now, right here, I can't hear, I, I can't hear the guidance, not just hear it. I can't feel it because I'm lost in the distraction of my speculations. Stay here right now. And that is a powerful tool and a tip for all of us to use. Looking at the media, the reason why you created your very first article that led into a movie, The Business of Disease, was that Pink Ribbon campaign. Even today, the media, we we just can look at that and see what the agenda is on each side, because Mm -hmm. it is just so very, very interesting. One thing is to also just turn off all that media. It really will feed into this fear that we have. Well, I love the the taking apart that fear and diving right into it and going deep into it. And you know, when you were mentioning uh, opportunity, and we do see people getting introspective, and hopefully feeling empowered. When we go into the activism, it's also important to come from love and unity consciousness. Yes. um, I think that the activism, uh, there's so many different levels of this because what I realize is that there are people who are participating who for them it's an opportunity to feel as if they're a part of something um <laughs> so so they're in it for the raw raw uh then there are activists who are really in it because 
you know, these are, this is, it, it's very important to them. But at the same time, it, it, it can take on a war energy, a very warring um, kind of energy, which I think is kind of what you're saying in one way. Mm-hmm. Fight, protest. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so we get more of the very thing that we are wanting to not have mm-hmm. um, without realizing that that's what we're doing because we've been exposed to uh, this kind of warlike behavior uh, for such a long time, warlike, um, super competitive behavior that uh, we don't realize that uh, we are we are responding no differently than a child who's watched his parents do, you know, behave a certain way. And then now they're doing that uh, or the environment they're in, they, they start taking it on. So I think we have to really pay attention um, in that sense. And I think finding uh, new ways to be an activist, I think it's a time of uh, creating just a, just a whole new paradigm of operating and not necessarily using the same old, same old, the same old kind of fight. Um, it's just more of that. Uh, and And so you get more of that. You get more of that. But then on the flip side, it's what I see is for for certain activists to get to to be in that fight mode and to have things happen uh, for them proves that they need to fight. So so it, it's like you create something that just perpetuates more of the same thing. And then you get to say, you see my point. You see, you see, you see. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. As what we were talking about, the fear will be used to create our reality around us because we are living out of that fear. And so this goes to the same thing with anything that we see. And we're watching this play out outside of us in the collective with the fear of people, whether we agree with anything that's going on or not, people are at a great polarity that we really have not seen we're going to get more of that if we focus on that that's what you're saying rather we need to focus inward on ourselves and really begin to create in a new way and right. so you say that one of these key factors is to step outside our comfort zone mhm and mm-hmm. again that's where a lot of people have fear whether mm-hmm. it's skills or talent or money or age or where you're located on the planet, or the knowledge that you have. Share with us a little bit more on what you call simple ways to just get out of our comfort zone. Uh, Well, I think that this is partly what's going on right now, too, even again in the political arena, the political insanity that uh, is, is like a blanket um, over the world <laughs> at this time. Not a very comfortable, cozy blanket. <laughs> One that's made of wool and scratchy. And scratchy. And <laughs> prickles and everything. <laughs> you got it. But I think that uh, to some degree, yes, there is fear. Stepping out of your comfort zone is about uh, stepping into the unknown. And even though a person may be in a uh, an abusive relationship, you wonder why people stay. And there is a comfort level in what is known. Uh, you, you know what I mean? You know that this is, this is how things are, but what am I going to do if I step outside, if I leave this space? Well, this, this environment is forcing people 
to consider stepping outside of of whatever they it defines their comfort zone and one has to look at again one's life you're going to know what that those comfort zones are because you're going to look at your life in an honest manner and see the the degree of safety the way you've lived maybe very safely the things that you said that you wanted to do but they're on a back burner and you haven't done that um, there's just so many factors. There's so many things that I think an individual can look at and realize, yes, I'm, I'm living in a comfort zone. Wh- which things do I want to change first? What are the things that I would like to take on first in, in making these changes, uh, in my life? And, and, and then you, then if you look at yourself and you go, well, what is it that's stopping me? from actually doing these things what am i telling myself you know so that's the thing what am i what am i saying to myself to convince myself uh that i can't step out of my comfort zone uh so you know so it's all these things that seem like um it seems like a big thing but in a way it's really not that big it just takes takes that moment for us to actually just stop and look and see what we're thinking what am i afraid of if i step outside of this comfort zone if i if i leave my job oh i'm terrified i might lose my job but then on the other hand we were saying god i i hate going into work but then you lose your job and then we're all upset that we lost our job well maybe there's it's an it's an opportunity maybe it's a chance to um, to, to do this thing that you've been wanting to do. And that's where, you know, that term comes from that, I guess, necessity is the mother, mother of, in, of invention. So we, we can look at all of these things. We're in a bad relationship, so to speak, bad, um, a relationship that's disharmonious then for you. Uh, but you can't leave because, and I've heard this from people, um, well, we have either so much together, you know, it would just be more too much to, to split this up, the, the property, this, or on the other hand, I don't know if I can make it by myself without the other person. It's just cheaper to be together. Things, all of those things, or I'm staying because of the children, or just the maraud of things that, that, that people tell themselves this is what i'm talking about with the honesty you can't step out of your comfort zone until you're honest with yourself about where you are where you've you've been standing for the longest while and trying to figure out why you can't move forward well why can't i let me see here you know all of these factors you've done some pretty accomplished things with your documentary, The Business of Disease, was there a challenge for you that you had to dive into? Was that stepping out of your comfort zone? <laughs> was there? I At one point when this, when we were done with, with filming, uh, everybody, I, there was a point where I was just terrified of this project because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just terrified. It was so big. Yes. You know, it was just, and people at other filmmakers that are prominent filmmakers go, how did you put this together? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was just absolutely terrified. I, okay. I did all these interviews. It was a great idea. 
how the heck does this all come together now? <laughs> um, you know, 400 pages of transcripts from all these interviews. How do you turn that into a 74-minute film? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just to cut through it, but there was one day in particular uh, when I thought, man, I, I have to I have to do something with this. I've got to get off, get up and do something with this. And I remember saying to myself, uh, I said, OK, Sonia, there's a genius in there and I need that genius to come forth right now. I need you to show up right now. You must show up. <laughs> I did. I, I command I, you to show up. I did. And I, it works. And it, it did work because <laughs> it was a matter of, of like a couple hours. I went to cook. I went in the kitchen and I was cooking. And it was in that moment awesome. that I felt this, oh my gosh, this is what you do with the film. Do this, 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 and this. And I, I was so excited because I had no idea how I was going to do this, where do I begin, what am I trying to say, um, and uh, and so, yes, yeah, so so that was definitely a, a stepping out of a comfort zone, and then at times kicking myself, going, what did I do, why did I, I took this on, what was I thinking, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and, but I couldn't turn back, yeah. you know, there was no turning back. And uh, real quickly, what it reminds me of, and this is so funny, I was thinking about it this morning. It reminds me of when I had my first child, when I went into uh, labor and I was in the delivery room. <laughs> and I remember it when the doctor said push, and I so at that moment thought, man, I changed my mind about this whole thing. I don't want want to do this now. (laughs) Can't I change my mind, please? (laughs) (laughs) What was I thinking? (laughs) There's no turning back. I know. All that was rushing through my mind is like, gosh, can I go home and think about this? It was like, no, you're going to have to deliver this baby now. Well, that's how I, in a way, felt with this film. It's like, oh, my God, I've been pregnant for a while with this film. And, you know, I need to give birth. And so, so you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, is it can be like that. But you just have to know that inside of every one of us, we are, we are like schizophrenic. There is many of us inside of us. There's many different aspects of who we are, aspects of us that are stronger than other aspects of us. And that's what I, I came to realize. And uh, and so you you call on that part of yourself, the part of yourself that is the, the stronger part of yourself. That's the leader part of yourself, you know, that kind of governs all the other parts of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and make, and, and that's what happens and it'll, it'll show up and you put one foot in front of the other and you just go. And the moments when there are moments when things seem to take a little bit of a lull on a back seat, that's okay. You don't beat yourself up. You just, sometimes it's a moment to just step back for a second and then now it's time momentum comes again. I love what you did there because you commanded it. You said, please, I need the experts to come forth now. And then you 
let it flow by going and cooking, doing something that you were putting love into, being maybe even nice meditation or walking in nature. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you were truly inspired. Mm-hmm. That is inspiration. And I really do love calling on this leadership self, this leader self, because it will show up and it shows up in the ways of inspiration. And when we're out in the flow of things, in that ebb and the flow. So something that's very challenging, I would say, would be the funding of this project. Mm -hmm. And when you did one foot in front of the other, were there synchronistic signs that showed up? Did you have to fund it yourself or did things happen miraculously there? Uh, there were definitely what people would probably call some miracles because uh, I know I'm, I ran into a lot of filmmakers who are waiting on funding or trying to get funding. Mm-hmm. And the, when the idea came to me, I didn't think of all of that, which is not uncommon Good. for me. I don't think I don't think about all the obstacles first. I just don't. That's just part of me. Um, I think about the idea and I get excited about the idea. And I say that to people, get excited about your idea um, and, and, and start. I don't, you know, how are you going to start? Uh, just start. I started by getting a hold of somebody uh, on Craigslist. It was a, um, a cinematographer Mm-hmm. Who ended up? We ended up just being together for you know for the whole for a few years, and and he's just awesome, and it, just an incredible cinematographer. Anyway, could give you a whole story around how I actually selected him from all these people that responded to me, uh, and and anyway, he worked with me. So my bottom line is that I there was an innocence and there was a trust. There's a trust that. Everybody that will come into my space around this project is going to be in alignment. That's that's like the first thing. They're, they're, they, I'm going to feel the energy of it, and I'm going to know if I, we're going to work together or not. As far as the money, as I went further in, and had I known how much it was going to cost, mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, oh, where am I going to get that kind of money? Yeah, but I had no clue. You know, I was like Lucy Ball, Lucy, um, <laughs> with it. I had no, I had no budget. Like, what do you mean budget for what? What am I doing budget for? Good. I, well, see, then that <laughs> is how you got out of that comfort zone. Nothing stopped you. I love it. So please go on. Yeah, I didn't do anything the traditional way, and I usually don't. I don't do anything the traditional way. <laughs> uh, I don't. I always do things, you know. You know, as they say, a double S backwards. Um, oh. But, but, it, but. But I find that it works and it yeah. flows, and we have to we have to break up structure. <laughs> yes. You know? Oh, you know? I got chills on that. Absolutely. Yeah. You just break it up because there's a way, and it doesn't have to be one way. And I remember there was one person when I called. I finally said, "Okay, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna." try to get some donations. I'm gonna make some calls and say, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I think by now I might've had the trailer, which I, I, I put money into, I paid to get the trailer done. And there's things that I had been putting money in, I, you know, investing my own money. And I remember 
one person in particular, and this is funny. I've had many, but this one was funny. And I called in as somebody that follows my work. And, and I said, uh, this is what I'm doing. And he goes, okay, well, you know, all right, put 600 on my on the card. And uh, I thought, okay, well, great. I'm excited. Then the next day he calls back and he goes, what, what are you going to do with $600? He goes, put 5000 on the on the card, mm-hmm. you know, but there's just one story, but there's so many stories, and you, you were know, fully supported by the universe. Yeah, it was completely supported, and and even towards the end, this is after I got the film, you know, done with all that happened here. Somebody calling and saying, "Hey, we belong to an organization. We hear what you're doing. We're gonna try to." collect some donations uh, for it, and then we're going to send it to you. You know, it, different things. But the, 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 at the end, where you think you're at, you're, it's over, no, that's really where you need to put the money in. That's really now post-production in, in the most major way. And somebody else came along. Um, I had enough of the – I had the film done, but it needed a lot more editing. You know, I had a great – three great editors at the time. Uh, and I and – I, Showed it, sent it to her, not with any intention, because I had no idea. But we were talking. I'm like, okay, but you can't show it to anybody else. Here it is. And this person gets back to me and says, I want to help you with the rest of this money to do this. And it was, let's just say, it was what we would call quite a bit of money. It was in the thousands. Um, but my my point is that... I had I set out speculating about what was not mm-hmm. going to be possible, uh, it would I would not have done it. Um, I would not have done it. You you couldn't do it because you would be trapped. Um, <laughs> you know by yes. by your fears. Yes. <laughs> so I was gonna yeah I was gonna finish this film one way or another. I, I mean it was just the bottom line of it. I was gonna do it. I don't know how, but it was gonna happen. So so it's all of that, and I think we're we're in our way more times than we realize. We are the ones that are in our our own way, and uh, we have to recognize that and realize that how much power we have. We are the power plant for our whole reality. And that has to sink in. Yes. Well, it is sinking in and your story really helps it sink in. So beautiful. The Business of Disease, the award-winning documentary. And I know that has been even mentioned on James Gilliland circles. Right. And that is awesome. I love how you said that we are in our own way. Not to beat ourselves up. We were just actually talking about this yesterday and we could want to do too much in this year, this energy of Mm -hmm. a fresh start with a lot of change, but we do have to be in this ebb and flow, one Mm -hmm. foot in front of the other, remembering to play and have fun. Yes. And oh my goodness. Really important. What a massive lesson not to look Mm -hmm. at the end obstacles, Mm -hmm. to just do it because it is in our heart. And so that's where we are. We are in our heart, being honest with ourself. And I love as well that there is an innocence and a trust that everyone 
in the project that you are drawing into your field is in alignment, in alignment with you, your dream, and the powers, the higher source as well. And they're all awesome. I got to tell you, I'm I, all these people, I mean, we are still so, and these are people that I did not know. That were pulled mm-hmm. from, you know, different places to whether from the transcriber to the editors to this all just like family um, at this point. Uh, I, I also real quickly want to say this. I know we're getting closer, but um, when when I spoke about doing the book and, the, the you know, going into a divorce, I think for the audience, I, I don't always mention this every now and then. But because of what we're talking about, I'll mention this. Um when when I left my marriage, I didn't leave. It wasn't cushy where I left and, oh, yes, I got an apartment. I got set up. No, I, I literally ran away from my marriage because it was an abusive marriage um, with two children and slept. I was in my car for um, for 11 days because I was we were blocked from money Um and so here I am, got two children, and I'm sleeping in my car uh, for those for mm-hmm. almost two weeks. Yeah. So, um, and you know, it was back in 1992. But I, I, I want to say I'm saying that to let people realize that you know we there's a sense of falling, but we can get up. You you know we can get up. It's just perception and how we see things, and and that was a, an incredible learning point and I have no regrets on it. I am so grateful to the understanding that uh, was born out of that experience and allowing me to understand other people's uh, experience uh, as well. Come, you know, I was a business owner. I mean, you know, this, I, but it was time to go and I, I just had to make that choice. Um, so that well, was that. Thank you for being so bold. Your soul path number what is that? Are you familiar with what your numerology soul path number is? It's your birthday boiled down to one number. Wasn't it 11? Yeah, it's 11. It's 11. You are a master number. Well, that makes perfect sense. And that's a perfected one. And so we can certainly see that. And you are living your mastery. And it's so fun to watch because it truly is an inspiration to others. Let's take a quick moment as we wrap up and have you share on your special offer. There's a couple of courses in there, reality management course, and then your seven-day course on ways to step out of our comfort zone. Yes. Um, the ways to step outside of your comfort zone is is the most recent um, course in the last couple of uh, months, and people are loving it. Uh, and that what that is, it's step by step. I mean, really step by step uh, with, what is it, seven seven videos for uh, seven days. It's, so it's seven days. So in the morning, there's a, min- a five-minute or less video to get you through each morning and helping you to set up the day. And then there is another seven videos for the evening before you retire for bed that helps you to process 
the day, what happened in the day, and to start creating your uh, reality for the next day. And I have to say that uh, the way it walks you through all of this between, you know, it's the ebook and the and the videos. Um, you, oh gosh, what was I going to tell you? It just went out of my head, my mind, real quickly there. Um, I was going to tell you about the way it's set up. Gosh, that's so weird. It went out of my mind, but the way it's set up, it really does help you to move forward and not just to move forward, but to actually be consistent with the changes that you are needing to make. And I, you also receive the audio version of the um, the individual video. So in case you want to play it, uh, you know, separately, you know, and you can't walk around with the video, you can also listen to uh, the audio. Uh, but it but it really is amazing uh, in terms of people just being able to engage and move through. Oh, this is what I wanted to say is that even though it's a seven day course, for some people, the, it took them several days to get to day four. Because I say, if you need to repeat it based on all the things that you're going to see in there that you're going to need to do for yourself and to see with yourself, if you, it may take you a few days and you may repeat day three or day four several times. This is what this is about. This is not about racing through. You don't have any time, you know, constraints. It's, it's that kind of thing. And then conscious reality management, um, walks you through in a different way, uh, similar, but in a, in a different way, in the sense of you, you manage your reality, you manage your business, you run everything else. It's like managing your reality and all uh, learning how to, um, give yourself permission for various things that you have no idea that you're not giving yourself permission for. So that also really uh, walks you through uh, to be conscious in terms of how you manage uh, your reality and steps to take in managing that reality. Beautiful. Well, I love that seven-day course because I was going to say, if we even had to repeat it three times, there's 21 days that really help reinforce it. And I also love the fact that you've prepared it for processes at night to really steer our consciousness through that dream state. And also with that consistency, it really is reinforcing new patterns in our brain. And really, it's working on the subconscious level too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're watching the video before um, you go to bed and you're you know, obviously and you can read the ebook as well. Um, but it's telling you what you're what you're doing, what you're going to do when you lay down, when your head hits the pillow, the kind of thought process that you are going to uh, be engaged in, in preparing yourself for the next morning, right? Crossing that bridge, a dream time bridge into the next day. And then the next morning, uh, part of this, this course is the real, helping you to realize that when you wake up in the morning, you actually have to trigger the old from yesterday, that every day is actually new, every moment is actually new, and that you bring in all of your fears and worries from the next day. You actually have to bring it in. There's a science to that, but it's 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 really true. We, we reactivate 
all of the uh, information, all of the data from the previous, what appears to be the previous day into our reality. So here I'm getting you to realize that and to not bring that data in, but to actually realize that when you step out of your bed and you put your feet, you know, dangle them off the side of the bed and step onto the ground, you are stepping into a completely new reality. Not yesterday, this is this day is absolutely new, and then anything is possible. And a wonderful lesson on how we can continue to live this and really create. Thank you so much for that. Sonia, again, it's just such a nice, inspirational journey that you've been on and standing in your power, being bold, bold enough to take your two children out away from an abusive relationship, right, for 11 days before you landed somewhere a little bit more secure. And that is just so honorable. And we honor you for that. And it is, again, so inspiring to others who themselves are looking forward to making just a little bit of these changes in their life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness, as we say goodbye, any last comments that you'd like to share about uh, these times creating reality? Well, it's everything here. It's taking this moment now uh, and not looking so much externally. Stop, just remove yourself from for a minute from, from what's going on outside and look at how you can affect your, your world, your reality, and make it not so dependent on the choices that appear to be made by um, those that uh, run our matrix world. This awareness of ourself, it really is a beautiful key along the path. And I thank you so much, Sonia, for truly walking your path and living your passion and following the heart. Thank you so much for being here on Quantum Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. It was certainly a pleasure. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.